Here we go. So it's good to have you back on your Rancher Radio. I'm sorry, I, I wanted to try to get a couple of really good episodes on this week because I heard it, heard back from some really cool people. Uh, and we're doing kind of a informal poll on the website. If you kind of scroll around just below the podcast section of the front page, there's a, a Who Are You title right there. If you click that, it'll take you to another page where you can kind of informally tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, and I, actually, it's really just three questions. You know, what kind of a reader you are and, you know, that kind of a thing. And then also you can always email me at yourranchbookradio at gmail.com. Yourranchbookradio at gmail.com. And I've gotten some great emails from people and I'm so grateful. It, it's, uh, to me, it's wonderful because, you know, I know there's a lot of different Urantia communities out there. I really do. And I'm not really part of a lot of them because I just enjoy living in my own little neck of the world like you. Uh, I, you know, not that many people I know, you know, want to know about the Urantia book. So it's kind of my, my little secret. Is that, is it kind of like that with you? Is it kind of like your little secret? I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, especially, <laughs> especially when you know what's going on out there. Uh, I would love if I could somehow take the Arantia book up to somebody and solve all their problems, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry to say, it's not going to happen. Uh, you can gain so much wisdom from the Arantia uh, book, but you, uh, it, it, it's, you have to work at it. You really do have to work at it. I'll tell you what it does for me. It makes me want to write. I spend a lot of my time writing throughout the week. I'll be in the middle of doing some business or, uh, creating some sort of a presentation for what I do. And I'll, I'll think for a moment about some philosophy that I've gained from, uh, the Arantia book. And I'll, I'll write something just for about 20 minutes. And there's all kinds of things. Um, that pop into my mind from time to time. And earlier in the week, I was thinking about something really profound. And it's the subject of this uh, episode of the Urantia Radio podcast. And I was reading a little bit more about it today, and I want to share some of it with you because I realize now that one of the great gifts of the Urantia Radio podcast is that even though uh, you don't need to read the Urantia book I hope you do, but there's no reason that I can't share with you some of the great stuff that's in it. And even if you are a reader, we can still talk about some of the really cool stuff that I'm sure that comes into your mind, uh, stuff that you've been reading about. And also, do you get the daily uh, thoughts to ponder? If you don't get those, I would really recommend it. It's it's There's no charge. If you go on the Urantia.org uh, a website. I'm sure there's an easy way for it to just deliver to your email. I've been getting those for years and I don't know who's doing them now. I know that over the years, different people, uh, go into the Arantia book and they pick out different quotes, kind of an inspirational thought of the day, but boy, they're just always so good and they kind of set the tone for the day. And I read them and I get them and I never delete them without reading them ever. And I don't, I think that I've been reading them for probably more than 10 years. And it's like a lifeline, really. 
Um, we're going through some pretty contentious times. There's all kinds of different messages coming up to us. You know, I read somewhere that by the time you uh, eat lunch, you will have been bombarded by up to a thousand ads, either on TV, social media, whatever you're hooked up into. Turn on a radio, watch TV, a thousand ads. Can you believe that? Maybe you're in your email. That's probably a lot of it. Anyway, so, you know, there's a lot coming at us. And uh, I don't know why, but I was think I guess because it was Jesus' birthday. And I was thinking about the impact of the spirit of the truth, a spirit of truth, which is truth discernment, the ability to discern the truth. Because I see a lot in society right now where people are not, they are following the leader, but they're not necessarily discerning the truth. They're looking to other people's opinions, but they're not necessarily uh, trying to arrive at their own conclusion by using their own mind. And I was thinking about, you know, in this age where we're constantly being bombarded by different messages coming at us from different uh, places for different reasons, that we actually live in an age of lies, really. Half-truths, people telling you what they think you want to hear, Ma- uh, messages everywhere, advertisements, in the, the, no end to the manipulation they try to use through color, sound, rhythm, taste, smell. You know, there, you have to really, if you're not uh, acutely aware of the fact that people are trying to lie to you, whew, can you imagine? You'd be drowning in a sea of lies. And so I thought it was a great thing when Jesus gave every human being the discernment of truth, the ability to see falsehood and to distinguish that which is not true from that which is true. You know, you remember on the day of Pentecost, which we still celebrate, thank goodness. So Jesus was bidding farewell uh, to his followers. The spirit of truth, the master's son's contribution to our spiritual growth was given. What a wonderful gift. What a wonderful gift to give to someone. Because Jesus knew firsthand what it was like to be human. I mean, he knew and he knows and he will always know what it was like to live here. Just like you and I will always know what it was like to live here. And he knew and he knows that there are many people who might deceive you with this or that. And he wanted to make sure that he could leave something with us so that we would have the innate ability to know when we're being lied to so that we can navigate right through the waters of human experience. You know, I know one thing about my wife. She knows when I'm lying to her. What she doesn't know is that that little thing that she has in her little head that tells her when I'm lying to her came from Christ. That's the funny part. Boy, I'd love to tell her. It's that truth uh, compass, right? So I started thinking about, you know, and of course, I don't know if you do this as probably as well as I do. You get this little thought about something that you read, who knows when, last week, last month, last year. And I wanted to know about the spirit of truth. I thought, well, what is the spirit of truth? 
I mean, because we already have God's spirit in our minds, the thought adjuster, our perfected beings, this entity that light the soul of every man that lives with us. And I've sort of equated that sort of as a a thumb drive (laughs) of sorts um, that uh, takes all of our life's experience and spiritualizes it or spiritizes it actually so that it can be applicable and we can learn from it in the next stage of our existence. And that's what God's spirit does. God is, is going through life with each one of us taking notes along the way, right? That's what the adjuster does. That's what the, the mystery monitor does. But the spirit of truth is different. The spirit of truth is from, from the Michael sons. It's something that they get. Once they achieve a certain level of experiential wisdom, and of course, what 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 better way to to gain that is through the bestowal experience. So you know the the Michael sons go through the bestowal experience. Jesus went through the bestowal experience seven times. Each time he lived life as that level of personality. We were the last on that, on that challenge. And at the end of the day, when all of that was done, when Christ finally exhausted on the cross, that was the significance of that seventh bestowal was complete. And Michael then became a master son. I read today, I was reading up on master sons where they talk about the three, uh, uh, sons that come from, uh, from paradise. And, uh, they were t- remarking on how recently the, the author of that paper had attended a conclave. Uh, I think it was on a Uversa, Uversa, the headquarters world of our super universe, where 150,000 of these bestowal sons all showed up. And the one thing they had in common was that each one of them had gone through the experience of seven bestowals. Isn't that cool? Right. So there, there, this guy's writing this stuff about, you know, how special Michael's sons are. And Michael's sons are unique because there's only 700,000 that are created. Uh, and they are the offspring of the eternal son and the father, which are the, the first and second persons of, of Trinity. And so I thought it was, wow, how cool is that? And so Michael's sons are the only ones that can dispense of the spirit of truth that permeates the minds of, of another level of sons, which is the created human being or the human being that has spirit and soul potential, which is you and me. And so now not only have we been endowed with this, this spirit that lives within us, take notes, transposes everything because it's eventually going to be our partner as we ascend. But also the, the son of God, the, the second person of the Trinity said, you know what? Now that I've gone through the entirety of, of experience on the varying levels of my own creation and the creation that my father has allowed me to, to, uh, you know, bring into existence, I'm going to give you something as a son of God to tie me to me. So that you can navigate through this myriad of materialism and not get lost in the lies. 
And that's what the spirit of truth represents. It is, it is like a, a, like a tether. And it's something that you have to have confidence in the ability to, to discern the truth. So I'll just share a little, a little bit of this. I, I don't want to go into too much because if I over explain, I'll start to take away from the, with, with the essence. And if you are channeled into the spirit of truth, you know that what I'm saying is, is pretty fantastic. So from paper 180, it says the new helper which Jesus promised to send into the hearts of believers to pour out upon all flesh is the spirit of truth. This divine endowment is not the letter or law of truth. Neither is it to function as the form or expression of truth. The new teacher is the conviction of truth, the consciousness and the assurance of true meanings on real spirit levels. And this new teacher is the spirit of living and growing truth, expanding, unfolding, and adaptive, adaptative truth. Next chapter, divine truth is a spirit discerned and living reality. Truth exists only on high spiritual levels of the realization of divinity and the consciousness of communion with God. You can know the truth and you can live the truth. You can experience the growth of truth in the soul and enjoy the liberty of its enlightenment in the mind. But you cannot imprison truth in formulas, codes, creeds, or intellectual patterns of human conduct. And so we must clearly recognize that neither the golden rule nor the teachings of non-resistance can ever be properly understood as dogmas or precepts. They can only be comprehended by living them, by realizing their meanings, in the living interpretation of the spirit of truth, who directs the loving contact of one human being with another. So this gift that Christ Michael, Jesus of Nazareth, gave us was a truth detector, but it was also an insight detector. It also gave us insight into the meanings of those everyday events that happen in our life every single day. Those relationships, no matter how casual or how serious, always leave you with a sense of truth, a growing experience, a teachable moment. That's, that's quite a gift, and that gift distinguishes us from our animal brethren, to be sure. What a wonderful gift, indeed. We'll leave you there this time. I wanted to share that with you. And again, I appreciate you joining me online and taking a look at the artic articles that we've written. I'm going to be uh, doing a very special interview coming up here in uh, maybe a week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to go back in history with a man who has appeared on Your Rancher Radio before. And we're going to be talking to him real soon. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining me on Your Rancher Radio, the podcast. Follow me online. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere. Just just Google search word, Your Rancher Radio. In fact, we even work on the smartphones. Until next time, God bless. I'm Jim Watkins. You're an interesting species. An interesting mix. You're capable of such beautiful dreams and such horrible nightmares. You feel so lost, so cut off, so alone. See, in all our searching, the only thing we've found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. Now, you go home.
This was just a first step. In time, you'll take another. This is the way it's been done for billions of years. Small moves, Ellie. Small moves. <laughs>